Welcome back to Dominion Cast. I'm Devin. I'm Josiah. And this week we're going to be discussing the movie Ice Age. It's a wonderful movie. I mean, I hadn't seen it in like eight years. It's, a, then, it's a good movie. And then Jonathan, our cameraman, he was like, you guys should do Ice Age. I'm like, at first, at first I, was like, I was like, really? Ice it's Age? It's a little late for that. And then I was... <laughs> eight years later. <laughs> right. No, 18 years later. Right, because it came out in 2002. Um, and I was like, wait a second, it gives me an excuse to watch Ice Age again, I'm gonna watch it. Um, but yeah, um, Ice Age, uh, probably all of you know, is an animated film by Blue Sky Studios, it came out in 2002, uh, and it was distributed by 20th Century Fox, if you care. Um, it's on Disney Plus now, because, just so you guys know, because, uh, Disney bought out most of Fox, so, they have that on Disney Plus. Um, so, what is your, what are your thoughts before we start talking about it just overall just on the movie as a whole yeah uh overall the movie is very very good actually um it's surprisingly good the story is well thought out most of the pieces of the movie work very well together uh the animation for the movie holds up fairly decent for its time yeah for kind of a non-pixar cgi movie uh, it holds up very, very well. It's a very small studio, too. Right. Like, it's like they weren't yeah. even on the map before this. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I don't think. There could have been one thing before, but I don't yeah. know of that, so. Yeah. Considering how small they were, this makes the movie even more impressive. Yeah. I agree. Very, it's, as a kid, you watch it, and it's funny. Sid's funny. He's like slapstick kind of humor. Um, for adults, very sarcastic. Uh, for Manny and Diego, even Sid sometimes, they're really sarcastic. It's just funny movie all the way around it's really deep it gets kind of dark at some points too and some for of the it most part. some of it you don't for the most yeah there's a lot of death there's a there's a, there's a decent amount for a for a, a are you saying that's a decent amount as in it's an acceptable for a kids amount film it's i feel like more yeah for a kid's film there's a, a lot kid, of death as a kid you don't notice right like i was we were watching it and i'm like i don't remember this exactly happening right today. So the movie, let's just give a brief overview of the movie. So the movie is about uh, a sloth, a mammoth, and a saber-toothed tiger that come together to try to get this uh, human child back to its tribe. <laughs> um, the curve, ball of it all, is that they end up you know, becoming a herd and everything, which is awesome, but Diego is actually on a mission from his pack of saber-toothed tigers. He wants revenge on a certain human tribe for murdering half their pack killing them again i mean they're not murdering them just to kill them they were going to they use like they mentioned in the movie that the leader of the humans used like their the leader of their pack i guess the former leader of their packs like skin as like a, to keep warm mm-hmm. um so you have that kind of thing going on at the very end they find out diego was betraying them and everything it's really there's a lot of complexity to it and each character has its Which... own motivation it's not something i thought i'd say about it no i mean it's like i haven't I thought, always thought, oh, it's, it gives me nostalgia because I watched it as a kid, like, a lot. But, I mean, I never thought I'd look back on it and be like, this is a really good movie, and a movie I'd just sit down and watch as, a, as an adult. Um, so, yeah, we can just jump right into it. Um, let's just acknowledge Scrat, because that's what it starts out with. Right. Uh, Scrat's like this weird squirrel and rat. That's what I call him, Scrat. That would make sense. Um, that would definitely make sense. Um, just really. And the movie starts out with him and an acorn, and this goes throughout the all five movies, which there's five movies. We'll talk about that later. At maybe, moment, maybe in this episode. At the um, moment, right. we don't know if they're doing. It's five. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. In 2020, I, I haven't heard anything about this. I looked it up. There's potential. I, there's right. I mean, Ray Romano's not dead, so I'm I'm sure that there's always Has potential. Has that ever stopped a movie studio? No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. But I mean, it's just look at Rise of Skywalker. I mean, <laughs> what? I said that's because he's still alive. So obviously, it doesn't stop it. Then. True. True. Um, but anyway, it starts out with this animal called named Scrat. And he has an acorn throughout all five movies. He's, like, trying to, like, hide it for the winter or something. Mm-hmm. Trying to find a nice place to hide it. Um, and it starts out with him putting it in the ground and it causing, like, an avalanche. And unless I miss something, like, the first one, you know, like, the big iceberg starts going this way. Where did the other one come from? Um, nowhere. It's magic. That's what I, like, yeah. You're not supposed to think about it. It, like, but, like, it just, it just comes from here and all of a sudden he's running in this direction? So and I, I guess well, that's yeah. fine. Because they're like, they're closing in from each side. So, so he just takes off in a different, just... I just didn't see him turn and go to a different direction. Uh, so I thought he just kept running straight oh, to the iceberg and all of a sudden he's running down the corridor and I'm like, what just happened? Like one side's the cliff and the other one's just off the plane. Right. And you're like, what? But, yes. yeah, and like, it's, it's like so there's absurd. nothing there. Mm-hmm. You're watching, but, you're like, what it, but what, the scene does something very important that I didn't, that I didn't really think about. It's like, it sets up the cruelty of the Ice Age. Where it's like, that's like his job. His job is to show that like nature is cruel, nature it's not it's unfair. That's a good point. And the whole movie wow. just talks about how it's just life is unfair. Like I feel like, like that's what makes him effective. Yeah, and that's why it's like it, there's a reason why he's there. Right. He's so, not just aimless comedy, he does serve a right. purpose. Like he's trying to do something very yeah, valid to try to survive the winter and then it sets off an avalanche and he's just like I just wanted to I just wanted to hide this. <laughs> And now two massive icebergs, one that appeared out of nowhere, I didn't know that nature could do that, is coming to smash into me. Nature was just really in a right. bad mood. That and day. then he gets pushed down a cliff, and then lands on the ground, and then the animal steps on it. Yep. No, and multiple. Like, multiple, yeah. Well, as the camera view goes yeah. away, you can still barely hear him get, like, screaming every time he gets stepped on. Right. But it's, it's, very, it's a very interesting opener. And then it moves right into the migration, the pack of migrating animals. My favorite part is whenever the like the pigs are playing extinction, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you like think they're dying, and they're like, "You guys can play extinction later." Oh, okay, come on, guys, <laughs> just get out. That was good. Like it's like they did the yeah, way that they, yeah, the way that they just they lightheartedly. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to. The other movies don't. In my opinion, they don't pay off anything that's set up in the first one because everything Uh, set up in the first one pays itself off in the movie. That's true. So I mean, the the characters are the same at the end. I'm not saying that they don't build off of what the characters did, but what I'm saying is any sort of like Easter eggs back, like they don't, they don't really go back to it. Um, so if anything happens in the later movies and it's like, oh, it's a callback here, besides one thing we'll talk about with the cave scene. It's always a callback, not a... Right, it's not, it's not like, it's not like a, it's not like a thread that happens uh, because of the first movie. But, yeah, and then like the way they play with Extinction, like just kind of lightheartedly and just kind of throw it away. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can play Extinction later. It's like, they're living in like this idea of we could go extinct any minute. Um, and that goes throughout the entire film, so... I mean that's that, that that takes us to like where we find Manny, so you can take it from there if you want. Well, before we find Manny, we find Sid, right? Uh, I don't think so. No, 
What? I think he comes up first, oh, yeah. and then he leaves, and then it's like Sid. Ah, uh, yeah, my bad. Manny comes first, as he should. Yeah, so something the movie does not explain, which doesn't make sense, is all of the animals, they're like migrating, right? They're all moving, I don't remember which direction. Is it north? South? They were going to move, they were, yeah, they're going to move south. Okay. That would make sense. And they're all moving that way, but for some reason, Manny, the mammoth, he he's moving the opposite direction. He's just he's walking, getting in the way of pretty much everyone, and getting upset with them for it. He, he just. I think we're supposed to imply that he's looking for other mammoths. But the movie does not specify. It doesn't specify that. that. So then it's just this weird thing of why is his introduction, him going against everyone else. When he's not searching for anything in particular, it looks like he's just wandering around. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't have another goal that he was pursuing, which is strange because he doesn't have a herd, he doesn't have any family. Like he could easily just say that he's looking for more mammoths or whatever, but the movie doesn't state that, and it's weird because the entire point of the movie is that he gets a new family basically, mm-hmm. which is peculiar that he wasn't looking for that in the first place i feel like that would have paid it off nicely but instead he's just kind of wandering i feel like they would have acknowledged that though like it, it like it doesn't you seem like they would like i but feel like they, they did i don't think he was intentionally going he could have been intentionally going the opposite direction but he was mm-hmm. also just treating it as a normal day like he wasn't going to let that affect him that's true because he just did not care right because right. mammoths again my theory was is that as it gets warmer uh, if they're moving down to warmer climates, he's going to be moving up to colder. So, like, so it, this is how my idea, how the migration would work. So all the animals that can't survive the cold very well, as this area gets colder, they move down to another area. But as this area starts to change seasons or whatever and be a little bit warmer and this area gets colder, he can move up here and not overheat, basically. Mm-hmm. But then again, the later films, they don't even say anything about that. He's completely fine in tropical environments, like in Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Right, so... So, I, I, I don't... Maybe they say something, like a throwaway line. I can't remember. Neither can I, and I watched the movie yesterday. Right. So, if I watched the movie, and as soon as he came on screen, my question was, why is he going the opposite direction? And then... And then, with that at the forefront of my mind, I didn't see any evidence as to why. I, I feel like the question doesn't get answered. Right. I was also... Why was Manny standing by the cliff after sitting kind of for that? I know this is a little bit farther than the movie, like five, ten minutes later. But he's literally standing at the edge of a cliff. Is he about to jump? What is happening here? No, seriously. Like, he's standing by a cliff. Yeah, you're right. Like, backed up. He was looking out to the sunset. What was he about to do? For the anime outro, Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a different show. And then they pick us up here. Oh, gosh. Right. Except for he's Dragon Ball Z. Right. In In one show. And he turns back to his mammoth form. I don't know. Exactly. And that's, that but that explains why he's going the other but way. But that's a good. That's a good. That's a good tie-in. Tie that's a good tie-in to uh, Sid, mm-hmm. because Sid gets introduced at this point, and he wakes up. Um, he gets shaken by the tree as the animals migrating. Which the animals migrating is like they get away really fast after they're shaking the tree, and then by the time he yeah. gets on the ground, they're just gone. And there's a lot of the animals, and they don't appear. For the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. they put a lot of work into those character models, and yeah, they yeah. just they migrate away, and then you don't see yeah. them again. 
Which, uh, which... There's probably only five different types, though, when you think about it. Five max. Yeah, but they put a lot of effort into it. They are individual, kind though, of except the kids. But, I mean, that, yeah. that makes mm-hmm. sense. But, like, the why... Like, you can tell the difference between, like, the male and female, like, just by looking mm-hmm. at them. You're like, okay, that one's obviously the dad. That one's the mom. Right. They put a lot of yeah. effort into the character models. Mm-hmm. And they don't appear a lot. Right. They did put in a lot of work into the animation. And, like we said, the movie holds up visually. Yeah, it does. For, for sequels, Most of the time. pays off. But not yes. For, for sequels, right. it pays off, because they already have it done. Yes. But right. Yeah. Not for the first. Yeah. And so, I... Yeah, with Sid, he gets abandoned. Um, by his entire family. By his entire family. Again. Again, yeah. Even Uncle Fungus, which... Uncle Fungus? <laughs> Uncle Fungus? Um, <laughs> but... And then he just goes on his way and he meets up with these rhinos and he steps in steps in poop hey, and why is guy Kirby next time? because it's a kids movie right right so he has to and right um we cannot have a children's movie without toilet seats do you want to talk about him now um you can talk about him now if you sure. want it's, I mean, it's up to you i mean you're the one who uh i will go at this point i will briefly bring it up so that we can see the thread throughout the rest of the movie. Um, this movie is really well thought out, and it deals with a lot of dark subjects. Like I said, well, I guess you said it. One of you said it. Someone said it. Um, <laughs> there's a surprising amount of death in the movie. Yeah. And when you look at the movie, the themes are really well constructed, and everything contributes to the theme of family. But whereas other aspects of the movie are serious, Sid is there exclusively for comedic relief to the point where it becomes a problem. He does a couple important things from a story perspective, like he's the one who initially saves the kid and he's the one who instigates them returning the kid. And in several other scenes, he does serve a purpose. But most of the time watching the movie, I would think, oh man, a surprising amount of thought went into this movie. I would see the animation, I would hear the music, and watch the story, and I'd be like, wow, they put a lot of effort into this. And then Sid would walk on screen, and with his sense of humor, he would quickly remind me that I'm watching a children's movie. Because of his sense of humor. The problem is that he's just straight up not funny half the time, and half of his jokes kill dramatic moments. If you watch the movie every time something dramatic happens, like later in the movie, when you discover that Manny lost his family, immediately Sid cracks a joke. And he does that throughout the entire movie. He just deflates dramatic tension. He goes out of his way to remind you you're watching a children's movie because we contain childish jokes. Whereas the rest of the movie has this very dry sense of humor. He has, or Scrap for instance, has this slapstick style humor, Mm -hmm. which goes to prove a point. Sid feels as though his main purpose is just to move the more interesting characters into place and to break up the intensity of the story Mm -hmm. and its darkness with cheap humor. Mm -hmm. Because again, some of these scenes that deal with death and stuff and heavy, heavy stuff, um, it could be too much for a kid. Like it just, it could just be something where it's like, this is really sad. And if there's nothing for them to be like, 
Like, I don't know how much would they catch with, like, the whole cave scene, the cave painting scene. That was more for, like, I caught it mm-hmm. now and, like, the full entirety of it. Right. And what it means for him as a character. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, I mean, it depicts, you know, the, the, the his wife and his baby mammoth dying. And, mm-hmm. like, that's very heavy. And so Sid making a joke there kind of breaks the ice. Right. And the, But then it still has gives time for Manny to have character development. And I know that their main goal at the end of the day was to make a children's film. And at the beginning, Sid is right. really good. Sid, uh-huh. In my opinion, Sid sets it up right. He's the one who wants to get the baby back. He's the one who tries to um, be with Manny and like do this together because he needs protection um, from the rhinos, which we'll go back to. Um, but And then it just kind of he just kind of tapers off and doesn't really have a purpose. Well, Sid does also open up Manny because I, this is something kind of subtle, but at the beginning... Whenever Sid mentioned like writing like like on Manny basically like just so he wouldn't have to walk, Manny goes no, or I can't remember exactly remember what he says, but he says no. And at the end of the movie, Manny offers. So it's like mm-hmm. that is true. Sid did push character development. That doesn't have anything to do with his comedic humor. Mm-hmm. That is just saying that like okay, his character did have a purpose. It's just at some points it was overdone because there are like fantastic parts That's of Sid, and they're amazing. Mm-hmm. And then there's other ones, like in the deep moments, which I feel like is the majority of the ones that are bad. Yeah. Just because it's like, okay, let it be deep. Right, they're out of place. And they serve to jerk you out of that yes. deepness and intensity with a childish joke. Reminding you, you're watching a children's movie, and it's okay that we have intense things because we're going to break it up with these jokes. And I'll be honest, when I watched this movie eight years ago, I freaking cried. <laughs> Not like full-blown, like tears. Okay, I was ten. But still, uh, uh, what part? I don't remember what okay. part. No, well, it was at the end. The part where Sid let's, well, okay. Away. Well, let's let's, let's go. Let's what we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah. because we I still are at the beginning guy. of the movie where Manny and Sid. Right. Need, right. So, Sid rubs his feet um, that have excrement on them because you're watching on, a children's movie, right? Um, into a salad that these rhinos are about to eat, um, and the rhinos get mad, and he runs straight into Manny. And what I thought was really interesting is how you immediately get to see them interact in those kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. Manny is kind of annoyed, but yet he's going to... Like, he has no... Like, what you, what you see after this is that he doesn't really care about Sid, mm-hmm. but he's still defending him. He, right. he would have no reason to defend him. Like, which shows he has you, morals. Which show, well, yeah. And, it, like, deep down, it's just because he's gone through a horrible trauma, mm-hmm. and he just has some things he's dealing with or whatever, and he just doesn't care about the world because we don't know how long it's been. I mean, we don't, because it seems like he's trying to get away from, like, because I, I wrote yeah, down while I was watching true. this, I was taking notes as I was uh, watching the movie, um, that maybe he's trying to get away from his past. Maybe that's why he's moving against the time. Again, like, it, your point still stands that they don't ever say it. Mm-hmm. So that that's something that they needed to address, but you're, but I could infer that he's walking away, which is why he doesn't get mad and, like, just not want the baby to go back to the humans, because it's not that tribe's fault. It was another group of humans over here. And he decides to say, this. the actions of these are not the same as the actions of these. So. That's correct. One thing that does support that pretty well is that in the cave painting, there's a lot of humans. Mm-hmm. The human tribe that we follow in the movie does not have a lot of humans. And they seemingly have no mammoth skins. Right. Which I feel like they would have used. Right, yeah. So. Which is why they attack the saber-toothed tigers mm-hmm. in order to stay warm for the coming winter. Right. Um, and we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But. Right. We're currently at Sid and Manny and their dining segment where they meet it's so whenever like manny mentions the fact that they don't eat meat like the rhinos 
And Manny goes, me personally, I don't like animals that kill for sport. Mm-hmm. And it like foreshadows, well, I mean, not foreshadows, but like the revealing of why he doesn't like that. Because his family pretty much, they probably didn't get killed for sport, but from his perspective, it's like, really? Mm-hmm. We weren't bothering you? Because in the... Hier- That's true. Hier- K, just K, just K pain, pain, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the hieroglyphics. They were just minding their own business. Their kid was having fun, and then they just came out of nowhere and killed them. Yeah. So it's like, it, Manny's holding up that, like, because of that, he has this new, like, outlook on life where he just doesn't like this. Before it may have not bothered him, but now he has, like, this deep emotional connection with people killing just for sport. So that... Yeah. Or else he wouldn't have stood up for Sid. He would have been like, this is your own problem. True. So. True. Because he, know, he knows how how people can, animals, so can Sid find themselves. killed. He, yeah. If they, Manny he, would not have lost his family. Right. So he, he knows how animals can find themselves and fellow animals can find themselves in situations that they can't get out of. And they didn't have any help, so he wants to give other animals help, even if he finds the animal particularly annoying. But anyway, uh, Manny... Uh, fends off the rhinos that are trying to get Sid because they're upset. Um, and then Sid, like, jumps on Manny's face and they fall off the cliff anyway and slide down it. And it that's that particular sequence ends with Manny telling Sid to leave and he turns around and the rhinos are up there and they're like, wait till we get down there! And Sid just goes straight after Manny because he needs protection. Correct. And the very next scene is whenever we're introduced to the tribe of humans. And this is a really, really interesting scene that changes the entire out my entire outlook about the whole film, because you know you see uh, a guy there, and he's, you, then you start to see his wife and his baby, baby son, um, and then you see a pack of tigers, or just Soto, the main, the main, the, the leader of the pack, and then there's Diego, who's like a secondhand man, I would assume. Right, of the um, saber tooth. Of the saber tooth tigers. Yeah. So, and he says. He says, um, he talks about having the baby over for dinner or something, and he's just like, mm-hmm. especially because they uh, killed half our pack, and then their leader uses the skin of our former, I think it was the former leader of the Sabertooth Tigers as as a way to keep warm. Mm-hmm. And whenever I saw, whenever I watched that, I was like, the Tigers are almost justified. Like, they're more, they have an actual motivation of like, yeah. Because we're, we're meant to assume that I, I would assume that in the in their pack that's been wiped out, half of them have been wiped out. There would have been women and children. You would you would assume. I mean, if they're going to try to make sure that their species survives, and they're sense. pretty and they're pretty upset about it. Um, and so whenever they're just stealing one baby, well, because they don't we don't see them kill anybody else, right? And so they it's like just five people on the in the human right tribe though right, and so but. They just try to take the baby, and then I feel like that's worse. I know. It's like an eye for an eye. But 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 to the animals' minds, yeah. they could have, yeah. they could have watched the humans kill at least. Let's just even if it was just all male tigers, see their fellow tiger they that they've known their entire lives be murdered before their eyes, and then they see one of the people that they admired his skin. Like imagine if that was flipped. And, like, the I'd skin of not. somebody you know is on the back of somebody else to keep them warm. I mean, that to a tiger, I mean, just think about that. Their motivation is yeah. actually pretty well justified, in my opinion. And since it was half their tribe, they would have killed at least, like, five saber-toothed tigers? At least, yeah. So, but I'm not sure that entirely justifies them wanting to kill a baby in revenge. 
it explains it, and it's a good motivation. It, it explains it, but I'm, I'm, I can see where the motivation comes from, and yes. I know that some characters in movies take revenge. Mm -hmm. Peter Parker is one good example. He ends up wanting to take revenge on the person who kills his uncle, and in one version, he he actually does by some way or another, as if he even if he starts to have second thoughts, but the guy dies anyway or something. Mm -hmm. And we see that, but then we're like, but he's a hero, so he's fine. Yeah. But then Diego, who ends up actually being good at the end, and I know that he's partially, he's, he's basically responsible for the baby's mom's death. Um, but later on, he becomes a hero, and we're like, but he's a hero at the end. But what about Soto? I mean... Yeah, he's just kind of a saber-toothed tiger who watched half of everyone he knows die and then be worn as clothing. Mm-hmm. Just kind of messed up. And, right, and then they want to kill Manny because he's sustenance. They live in the Ice Age, and when's the next time they're going to have a mammoth? And they're just trying to survive. So, I mean, the yeah. more and more you think about it, this doesn't make them okay. That doesn't make them like I'm rooting for them. That just makes it to where I can see where they get their motivation from. But the right. heroes definitely still stand out over both the humans and the tigers, mm -hmm. which which is why they're the good guys. And the humans... They focus on those characters. If they wouldn't have had those characters and focused just on the Sabres and Tigers, you would have been rooting for them. Probably. It would have been weird to that would have been put an them interesting against movie. humans. That would have been interesting, and but they still could make a movie like that. It still would have been correct. Like with Lion King, if they would have put the focus of goodness on Scar and made it look like his brother just, like, if they would have, like, I don't know how they would stick it. Like, if they've shot it from the perspective of Scar and we're like, yeah. and if he hey, had, like, the a, king is kid, pushing off hyenas to a corner of the world and starving them. Does Scar have a kid? Doesn't Scar like, have, like, a kid in, like, the second or third one or something like that? I've blocked all lines and sequels from my mind. No, 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 no. Well, do with anything. he does. Like, they could make but I'd rather not acknowledge it. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I would rather not think about the. Right. It's pretty much just what they put the focal point on. Like, if they focus on Correct. these characters and that development, then it makes pretty much everybody else who does not have those plans look evil. If it's like true, yeah, it would have been very so, difficult to make a movie though where the protagonists just want to kill a baby in revenge. That's true. That, that a children's like, film, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can make movies about criminals pulling off heists and stuff. Or to even, get even. even assassinations. But if you make the entire movie, a children's animated movie, about a group of vicious animals wanting to murder a baby, I feel like you've crossed a line. You've crossed at least one. At least one. Okay. But, anyway, we're going to move on to, after that, where Sid and Manny, you know, Sid says he's going to make fire, well, and Manny makes a shelter. Well, the saber-toothed tigers did attack the kid. Well, right. And Diego chases after the woman, trying to catch the baby. The woman jumps off a waterfall with the baby, and Diego can't catch them. Diego's then told, bring us the baby, or you're kicked out of the tribe and you can starve somewhere. Okay, so okay, so before before that, before that, I, I got these, uh, okay, so I got these confused. So, they, uh, Soto and Diego have that conversation, and then we move back to Sid and Manny, where they come up to this, to this big rock, and we're good, I forgot one part two, so we got a little confused, but we're, we're back on track now. So, they come to this massive rock, and Sid's like, oh, at night, I'm gonna have a fire, and Manny creates a structure, and then it goes back to where it's raining, and Sid's in the rain, and Manny's dry, and then Sid keeps trying to get in with Manny, um, and Manny asks him a question, something like, why don't you migrate with your family, and we find out that Sid gets abandoned often, and to me, that only goes to justify him being there, because... The reason why the, the all the three motivations of the characters who are in the in the herd, uh, Sid, Manny, and Diego, 
Sid is abandoned. He finally finds a family who does not want to, who will never abandon him. Mm-hmm. Manny had a family, but it was ripped away from him very violently, and now he has another one. And Diego was with the family that he he was with, not out of, like kind of out of fear, but also he had his morals all screwed up. And then he's like, he did, he just didn't know what love felt like. And so whenever he mm-hmm. finally found it. He was involved with the family. So each of them have three different perspectives. Correct. About how a how family goes, and they come together, and now they're a family. And so we just that, that adds backstory to Sid's character. And so that makes yeah. it a little bit better. I agree that Sid needed to be there, because if the movie mm-hmm. is just Manny and Diego, the dynamic doesn't quite work. The betrayal doesn't work, really. Right. It doesn't. Honestly. Yeah. You can't really make this like a weird buddy cop movie. With a baby, no. right? Yeah, it has to be three of them. Mess. There does have to be three of them. Problem is that Sid isn't really naive about how the world works. He's just really dumb, <laughs> and his sense of humor half the time falls flat, which can have him being perceived as obnoxious, which causes us to ignore some of his better character traits and his actual contributions to the story. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then Scrack gets struck by lightning. Which again, that's very important. It's just like, well, because I keep, I, maybe I'm overemphasizing this, but it, his character, the only reason why he's there is for comic relief. Mm-hmm. But it also, I think, like, effective. as a side effect, yeah, 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 it's effective and it's, it's, it's good that it's there. But it also, like, kind of just, just by uh, proxy, just sh- goes to show how um, unfair and cruel nature can be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is the. This is the place that they're living. Life's not fair. Like there, there's a reason why the heroes aren't just going through something for the sake of a story. Mm-hmm. This is something that could actually happen if animals, you know, had feelings and everything. And so it kind of okay. goes to show that nature is really cruel, and that's the, the ice age specifically is very cruel to animals. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of it kind of gives a backdrop to the setting, and it's like bad stuff happens here, even to the most funny character mm-hmm. who's just trying to do one thing for five movies. <laughs> that's rough he goes to heaven at one point he goes to space he breaks up Pangea I mean it's <laughs> he's just trying to get an acorn in the ground that's, that's all he rough, wants um, he actually has two acorns in the first movie because if you think about it lightning strikes the acorn or something he gets hot I can't remember but he turns into popcorn and then the next scene he has, a, he has an acorn so he has oh, okay, yeah. different ones I don't know how, how, so how much that the changes question, the story how many acorns <laughs> did he have to find that's something that we'll have to count, but yeah. th- not by we. I mean, not us. Someone but else. Someone else who wants to give us that information. Right. Um, we will talk about it if someone gives us a number. Good. Two. Um, there are two acorns in the movie. We've now discussed it. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Um, that's whenever. Then right after that, um, the pack, the t- saber tooth tiger pack, uh, attacks mm-hmm. the human tribe. Right. Uh, uh, Diego corners the mom and the baby mm-hmm. against a waterfall. The mom decides to jump over the waterfall. Right. And then the next thing we see is Sid and Manny walking. Mm-hmm. They're walking uh, just on a path. Sid runs into Manny and Manny stops and he's staring at the woman and the child. Mm-hmm. And I wrote something down. Let's see. Um, let's see. Real quick. Let's this short. Let's see. Yeah, so, and then the woman puts... Um, the baby in front of Manny. Mm-hmm. They look down at it, and the next thing you see, she's gone. And we're meant to assume that she died. Yeah. Because she doesn't just climb out of the water. And so, and, and Manny didn't help her? 
Like, I, this doesn't really I make imagine, any sense why she wouldn't, like, I wouldn't imagine just wrap the trunk around. She was already her. dying, I think. She's done she it. She was already before. injured, probably. I think he knew. Really, though? The fact that she's able to hold so. on to her baby and move her, along her the shoreline? could have broke on impact with the water. Yeah. Baby? I mean, I don't know. Then That's how did the fair. baby... The baby was... She was protecting like, the baby. Right, yeah, but the okay. shock factor... I'm right. just saying, if we're talking about that, if we, because at some point, and you're right, um, water turns into concrete, basically. Yes. Yeah. Because it's so, it gets so dense from the impact. But shock would go through your entire body. It wouldn't just hit your... But, it wouldn't just... If well, I fell on the concrete from that height... She like normal with her legs. She was trying to, like, get over yeah. to the branch to grab it. And her highest priority was protecting her baby. So I can excuse. I I don't I don't know. It just doesn't hold up to me sense. because I, how is Manny supposed shot. to know that? But here's the thing: the he could have just time, wrapped the his last time he trunk. Humans was whenever they were massacring his family. Then why would he even take true. the baby? Uh, because, because he understood. Yeah. I'm just saying it. It to me, it's a plot hole. I'm just saying really? until I get an explanation from the creators about it. I do it, not think that is a plot hole. Because I don't. There's no reason for him to not take her out of the water i feel like the reasons that they didn't want to actually kill a human on screen right i feel like they just kind of wanted to and i guess i guess he didn't have enough time yeah because he was shocked he did grab the child and then sid starts talking and then it goes back and she was just gone okay Mm -hmm. that's okay i I'll, i'll allow it um one interesting thing with that is that he makes the same expression when he sees the woman and her child that he does when he eventually stumbles upon the cave painting. Yes. That, that was really yeah. cool. It was, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. That was really cool. He's in the same shock, and it's just, whenever he sees a child, he's just reminded. Yeah. And it's really cool. Um, nice what I also thought was really cool is how the timing of it. So she jumps over the falls. Mm-hmm. They can't see her jump over the falls. I always thought whenever I was a kid that she had been in the water for a long time, and that's why she was too weak. Mm. But again, it's just right there. The falls are right there, and yeah. she's right there. And so it's like, again, how is she... And it's after Diego left to go try to find a way right. down, so he never saw them two right. yet. Right, so anyway, Manny wants to... It gets to the point where Manny wants to leave it, mm-hmm. because he's just like, I don't know I don't know when, how I'm going to do this, and plus I'm trying to get away from this place and go mm-hmm. up north, and Sid wants to take it, and so he tries climbing up a cliff. It doesn't work. Um, and then they get met by... Uh, Diego, but so the baby falls out of like its carrying thing that it has, mm-hmm. and right before Manny can catch it, Diego gets it, and that's where the three meet. Yes, that's a really interesting uh, meeting place for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Diego lies to Sid and Manny and says he just wants to get it back to the herd. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they go up top, and they long story short, because it, this this the only thing that the scene does. And it just makes them, they go to check the, the uh, tribe's area camp, mm-hmm. but it's burned down and all that kind of stuff. Right. So it ends up being that they need Diego to track them because they don't know how to track. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all go off together. Right. And that's where the movie keeps going because Diego, Soto told Diego, go get the baby. Mm-hmm. I need it alive. Go get it, no matter what it takes. Right. And they and they set up a I think they, later they set up a meeting spot I think mm-hmm. so they, anyway we're not there yet um, let's yeah. see right off the bat it sets up the character dynamics really well because Sid makes his main contribution to the movie which is instigating returning the baby in the first place mm-hmm. you can tell that Manny doesn't trust Diego Diego basically threatens Sid all around it does a pretty good job introducing their characters but it also does a good job explaining why 
Manny decides to keep Diego around, even though he doesn't trust him. Mm-hmm. Next, it comes to the point to where the, there's like a montage of them traveling, and then they find out the baby's hungry. So then it gets to the, the cultish dodo army of conspiracy theorists. Right. They're all they're like all think it's the end of the world and everything. Um, and so then that scene centers around watermelons, and it's it's pretty great, honestly. Um, I mean, it's it, just the way the dodos are, and they subscribe to all these random. There's like multiple of them yelling, "The world is ending" or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very protective of the watermelons. It's just a really good scene. But the best part about this is Sid, because even though I know you don't, you don't, you know, don't think that his character's good, but in this scene, he it does really it good. It works job. occasionally. Sid works about half the time. Right. Problem is that he detracts from about half the scenes he's in. Mm-hmm. So he adds a lot of value in about half the scenes, but in the other half he just takes away value. So he's kind of just like a null game throughout the entire movie as a whole. Mm-hmm. So it, in this scene, he uh, there's multiple watermelons that they're going after, but they the other two disappear, and then Sid has the other one. Mm-hmm. And in between him and the baby Manny and Diego, there's a massive amount of dodo birds. Like, it's just like an unrealistic number. <laughs> And he, like, looks past him, and he, like, looks in the baby, and he, like, just all of a sudden just starts, like, like like he's playing football, and he mm-hmm. just goes straight through him, and he, like, jumps past a bunch of them, and he makes it, and he does his dance, and he just smashes it on the ground, <laughs> which is funny. That was a good scene. It that was, was a good scene. It was, like, it was funny because it was so unexpected whenever you first, like, I can't remember first watching it, but I can imagine the first time you see it, he just uh-huh. smashes it, and Diego's like... Dang it, Sid! Now I gotta find more food, and then the baby just eats because that's what you're supposed to do. But isn't that part after the cave scene? Because it does that montage where they're traveling, and then it, it does multiple of those. It does a couple of them. But isn't that part still after the cave scene? No, no, I don't think so. Really? No, it's later. Right after that is whenever Sid says that one. Yeah, because there's different. No, there's. He gets hit in the head with a twig. No. And then yeah. Diego, while they're camping, while they're asleep, while Sid sleeps on that rock, Diego mm-hmm. goes and talks to the other guys. Yes. And then nothing happens the next day. The cave thing happened before. No, no, it did not. The cave thing is a huge piece of character development that happens like at the end of the movie. It happens, yes. It happens right before they... Not it, that cave. I'm talking about the ice cave where this, with the slides, basically. That is also that after. Cave. That's also really? after, yes. yes. Because that's where they go through the... That's where Diego sees the humans. Right. Because there's a whole scene where... Oh, yeah. We'll get to it. Well, uh, it will all make sense. Right. Um, okay, one thing about the Dodo scene. It's nice because they're like, oh, the baby's hungry. We have to get food for him. They stumble upon watermelon that's taken to the dodo camp, and then, you know, they try to get it like we just talked about. But did you notice that the dodos called themselves the Taekwondodos? Yes. And they all used martial arts. <laughs> yeah. Really dumb. It was really funny. But it, yeah, it was hilarious. And over the course of that scene, all of the dodos accidentally die and go extinct. Which doesn't happen until later. Right. But I don't think they... Do they all fall off the cliff? All of them. There's like six of them. They all fall off the cliff or into sinkholes. Well, it's... that group does. That's the thing. That group does. That yes. others. Well, but there's one point where like one of them falls into a geyser and they're like, there goes the last female. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which Dodos didn't go extinct yes. until humans caused them to go into extinction. Which was when? Which was later. Uh, I think it was... I think the last one was found like the 1700s. I, I, I Don't quote me on that. I'm going to quickly... It was a little bit after it. the ice. It, it seemed, but it was definitely because there's couple sketches of, months. of them. Couple months? Let me. Couple months after the Ice Age. Late 1700s, we think. Right. So. I, yeah. But, but because again, 
if the movie is to be taken as history, <laughs> later on, it's Scrat's fault that Pangea gets broken up. Mm -hmm. That sounds like it. And that happens later. Which means Pangea is there for the whole okay, so previous point. That's true. So it's Pangea okay, 1681 was when the last Dota bird was extinct. Oh, wow. So I was very close. Um, late, late 17th century. Late 17th century, I said 1700s. Oh, uh, shoot. Which, it's, I'm 19 years off. Um, it was, it, it's believed that it was because of Dutch sailors coming across an island that they were last, the last, uh, yeah, the last uh, population was at. Right. But, that's a technicality. It was that group, no kidding. Informational. But anyway, it's like, it but like again, it's a good scene. It is a good movie. scene. It's, it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. There's another... It's one of Sid's best moments in the movie because yeah. he's effective comedic relief and it shows how much he actually wants to provide for the baby. It's one of the best scenes that he's in, honestly. I agree. I agree. Um, there's another... Speaking of minor things, this one's really good. Um, whenever Diego... Like, all of them make camp and they all go to sleep. And he wraps up the baby close to him whenever they go to sleep. He looks over at Diego a couple times to make sure he's sleeping, and as soon as Manny goes to sleep, Diego gets up. Mm -hmm. Whenever he walks over to the baby, he hears a noise. Whenever he looks, his eyes glow like a cat's. Yeah. So, like, whenever you, like, see a cat and put a flashlight at it, it has, mm -hmm. like, those glowing eyes. Yeah. His do that in the moonlight. And That's I thought true. that was really cool. That's because this is this isn't, this isn't, like, a movie, like, a Pixar film that pays that close attention to detail. But from what I can tell, I don't know if the... It seems like Ice Age was the first Blue Sky movie. I think so. But they added that was that much detail to where whenever he looked over, his eyes glowed multiple times. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. And then they didn't once he went to the other baggie. Yeah. That's so, true. like, so it's, it's just, it's so, it's so it cool. From another animal, as opposed to when you're with just them, it looks normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's yeah. really, like, the only night that that happens, if only because, um, um, wow, I lost my train of thought. Because there's a fire in the last one. Mm. In the last night that they're there. Yeah. Um, like we said, the movie has a lot of great attention to detail. Right. And it is, it's impressive, considering it was made in 2002. Yeah, it's the, for, again, as far as all you know, it's the, it's the first movie that Blue Sky made, so the, the attention to detail is admirable. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Diego comes across, he hears a noise, he comes across his herd, and he tells them to meet them uh, over at this, I can't remember where exactly but he tells him to meet the the pack to meet the him manny said and the baby um at a certain point that way they can ambush him and he says that there's a mammoth and that's where they find out about the mammoth yeah um which they plan to kill and eat right yeah yeah and that's just a bonus and right. that that's where they set up um because they one of them zeke i think it is well he's played by jack black who knew? Yeah. Like, I didn't know that, but that's, until that's I looked it up, I'm like, what? That's Jack Black. But he wants to take it. He wants to take the mammoth now. And Diego says, we'll need the whole entire pack. And and so it sets up how, like, intimidating and dangerous mammoths are. Um, and even other animals know it, which will come into, which will come into play later on mm. whenever they have the final fight, um, which is good. But whenever they wake up, the baby's gone. Sid took it, goes to a mud pit with, like, these... Lady Swads. Does that need to be there? I don't think so. No, more bad comedic relief. It just does, it just, I, I want to like Sid if only because he needs to be there. He needs to be there, but the problem is not yeah. that he's there. The problem is his personality. Yeah. It 
is not great. It could have been adjusted. He could have just been a naive character and had a much better effect. But instead, his personality is baffling. Mm. And he detracts from half the scenes he's in. Which, okay, so there's another thing. Let me, let me, let me talk about this moment first. So Manny takes the baby away from Sid. Right. And whenever Sid goes back to like the mud pits or whatever, he finds the rhinos mm-hmm. sitting in the mud pits. Again, for some reason. Again, right. In the same one, I think. Yeah, so he goes back and it's not the slots anymore. But during this point, Manny puts the kid back on the tree and he keeps putting him up and he keeps talking to it. And then the baby hugs the trunk, like Manny's trunk. Mm-hmm. It was really, really like deep moment that Manny has where he's like, he goes, like, you can tell he goes back to where the last time this happened. It's like the same look as when he found him, basically. Exactly, yeah. It's mm-hmm. the same thing yeah. every single time. It's yeah. just, you can tell how much it means to him. He's conflicted. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, I'm going to go give up this baby, but it's like, I feel like I'm at home again. I feel like I have a family again. And it's interesting, really interesting because it's a human baby, and humans are the ones that took his family. Right. And he's, he's now going to restore a human family. His kid probably did that. Oh, so good. If you right. think about that, his kid probably did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I hugged his trunk with his. Right, so right. Like, so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's never, like, it's... shown in the movie, but still, it's... Right, so th- th- let's, another thing that we need to talk about, if it's relevant or not, if it needs to be in the movie, is the rhinos. Because at this point, no, Sid runs away, and he runs into Diego. Mm-hmm. And Diego, he, the rhinos are coming, Sid, act, Sid like, I think he, he hurts Diego or something, and Diego puts Sid in his mouth... And the rhinos are vegetarian, so they just wanted to kill him just because they got, he ruined their meal. Mm-hmm. And so then they go away and Diego drops him or whatever. And so then you don't see the rhinos ever again. Correct. So I don't know. If it, it, I think it's only to give Sid another motivation outside of wanting belonging uh, mm-hmm. to be involved with the herd, right. the new herd. Yeah, safety. The sa- yeah, safety, and that's the whole reason why Manny's like, okay, he does need to be safe. Mm. There are all these people who are after him, and then halfway through the movie, he no longer needs that, but he sticks with it. Right. So I guess it's it's more, the more you think about it, it is kind of relevant, and it does good, but the reason, but they've kind of just gone halfway through. If it, yeah. it would almost be cool if they came back and hurt the saber-toothed tigers, and like, were there to help them with, if they had more saber-toothed tigers. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the rhinos help Manny and them or whatever. That'd be cool. I'm it just saying. The or they're a third pack. party. I don't know. The whole yeah. pack was, like, four or five. 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 The, whole, the whole human tribe was also, like, five people. Well, no, I mean, because whenever they said, we need the whole tribe to take down the mammoth. Yeah, it was, it like, was like, an two addition more. of two. It yeah. was the leader. And then one of them isn't even there. And, yeah, the and he comes a little late. So they just added, late. like, one more to their numbers. Basically, yeah. Yeah. And at the very end, which is why they Solo lost, says, let's take That's this true. down. I know this is which because they did lose. Basically, Soto says to Diego, let's take this mammoth down. And it's just them two. So it's like, therefore, right. falsifying the whole entire thing of saying. It's not, it's not, okay, so. I feel like that was desperate. Let's talk about, let's talk about it later. Yeah. So let's get there and we'll talk about it later. Um, because I have uh, a few things. But then there's another montage after this point. Mm-hmm. And you see. The montage was good. Yeah, so there's Perfect. one, which is, this is something else that. You, you can think about. Um, at one point, there, which I don't know how this works, but whenever Sid sits on a geyser and it shoots up, he says, sure is faithful. Manny does. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're, you're, you're supposed to think that it's Old Faithful in Yellowstone National Park in yeah, Wyoming. Down, three, and three. then, in the yeah. directly a couple scenes after, you see Stonehenge mm-hmm. in Europe. Same deal. Deal. 
So, but I'm saying from Yellowstone National Park to Europe, yeah. how is Pangea organized here? I feel like the movie's not overly concerned. I, I know it's, that. but I, I'm not, but I am. I don't care if the movie is. That's true. That's why, like, that, we're talking about why the movie should be and should not be concerned about things. It's also seen that Stonehenge is as old as when Pangea was. Well, that's why, and then, and then like, Manny says, yeah. Manny says, I'll never last. <laughs> he calls that modern architecture. Right, he does. Modern architecture. Yeah. Never lasts. That's funny. That's funny. Which, again, which is why Manny and Diego's humor oh, yeah. is so good. And that's why... Just the dry, tongue-in-cheek tone they have throughout the entire thing. It's so funny. Right. But... That works really well. Right. And then, Scrat comes... Ac- they come across Scrat. Multiple times. But but in this scene, they ask him for directions. That's true. And he tries to warn them about the pack of tigers. And about... Yeah, about Diego. And, and they, play, they play charades, and about how Diego is like... They, he kind of hints at... He kind of puts two and two together, like, Oh, this guy. This, he's he's got leading him the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> Diego just... Puts him away. And shoots and he, like, off. Shoots, yeah. <laughs> and then the others like don't question it at all. They're not. Oh uh, no! Well, they look back and they're like, "Where'd he go?" So right. And so nope. this is also the next scene. Completely vanished, I guess. Right. Whenever like the mom. Diego. Ha. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> too soon. Diego. It's gonna take two years. They need more time. My life's too soon, apparently, as well, because I'm eighteen. Right. Um. Too soon. Too soon. Diego sees the pack of humans as he's leading them. He's pretty far ahead. So he takes them through a short... He's like, I found a shortcut. And that's where they go to the cave. Okay. That's where they go to the cave. Um, let's see. So Diego yells at Sid, basically. And like, because they had an argument about it, about not wanting to go in there because it looks scary. And he yells. And that causes an avalanche. So they have to decide... They can either go through the shortcut or that that's it. They have to go the long way around. So they decide to run in, rush inside. Well, they're going to um, crush if they didn't go in. They had to. They couldn't have fled. I, I, they could have fled behind them. So yeah, avalanche they happens. They run into the cave. That's basically it. And then, then, yeah, and Sid hits it as they're walking through the cave. Sid hits an icicle and goes down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you talk about this because you thought it was really interesting. You pointed out a really interesting point. Yeah. So like, as Sid is walking through this like frozen cave, like the walls are made of ice and everything, he sees different animals frozen in the ice, and he sees. In this order, he sees, like, a fish frozen, then he sees a dinosaur frozen, and then later it keeps going, and he sees, like, this UFO frozen. And that's, you know, it's all played up for, like, comedic effects of, like, the increasingly dramatic stakes. But that's the exact progression that the series took overall. Like, in the second one, the villain is this predator, these two predator fish, which is the first thing he saw frozen. Then the next movie was about dinosaurs, and then the latest movie was about going to space. And I admit, I have not seen that one. Right. So and then there's and no there's idea. pirates. There, the there was one. the fourth one about pirates, so it's an exemption. But it is... It the is space one was about the asteroid coming to kill all of them. And there was a UFO. And there's, yeah, there's a UFO. Okay. So see, I was, I was kind of right. Yeah. yeah. That's space. But, yeah. Yes. I just think it's interesting how in the ice cave scene, they like see where the series went on to go. I don't know. I think that was neat. It was not intentional at all, but like you could tell the chain of thought they had for that one specific joke. They just were like, "Oh, what if we did that with the entire series?" Yeah, I don't know. I think that's complete joke. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about this. The series was serious before. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he meets 
I mean, after that, he meets it back up with them. And so, like, it, yeah. it seems like they, they almost really planned this. Bad. It seems like they almost planned it to be like, we're foreshadowing here. But I don't think they did. I don't think it's so. foreshadowing, though. No way they planned four. So you're saying movies. that they go back and they're like, they watch that scene, they're like, we have our next five movies. Well, I think I think they just had the, like the train of thought. They were like, oh, what, what, this would what be cool. Could they see next. This would be cool. And then they just did the exact same things, intentionally mm-hmm. or not, with the future movies. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way if this was their first animated movie, I feel like it was, that they would be like, you know what? Let's plant seeds for the next five. Mm-hmm. The only person who would do that Four would be George Lucas. Probably. He's a genius. That's but he even shaped his own thing to be closed in one as a movie. So, right. side of the point. Right. Yeah. But, yes. So, anyway, that's a really cool scene. And I like I like how he has that progression and everything. Yeah. And I like the, um, the what happens next with Scrat. So, um, he meets back up with Manny and Diego and the baby. And then the baby gets away down a slide. And there's a chase that ensues. Right. Um, they Where crash the three of them through. try to get the baby. Right, they're trying to get the baby or whatever. Mm-hmm. And at one point, it seems like Manny and Diego are in competition. Right. So like they don't, they still don't trust each they other. They still don't trust each other, and they're both trying to get to the baby before the other. Which is which is kind of weird to me because at some point they seem like they was it just friendly competition? Because after they crash through the wall, like you said, like mm-hmm. we were talking about this beforehand, Diego yeah. goes like, "Who's up for round two? Yeah, he's like legitimately. Like it's excited. like almost like it's almost like it was just a competition. Between the two of them, and Manny just probably distrusted Diego, but mm. Diego was just trying to win. I don't know which one is true. Yeah. But that would have been like a flip of a switch. There's a lot of depth there. Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, was it a friendly competition? Or were they competing to get the it's baby? It's a little bit of both. And then it turned into just a straight up competition. Mm-hmm. Did he but, enjoy it because they were competing yeah. over who would get the kid first? They they meet up with Scrat, too. Multiple times during that. Yeah, like, Scrat's, like, flying yeah. through the air and stuff. For no and, like, reason at he's all. O- for no reason, but you don't, you almost don't question it. Yeah. But then what happens next, like, Scrat, he doesn't, uh, he does a little bit of foreshadowing in the movie. But mm-hmm. here, he runs into a wall because he sees an acorn painted on the wall. And that sets up directly the cave scene. Like, that's the first, like, after they land and everything, oh, you're right. he, like, runs straight into a wall that's has a painted acorn, you're like, why is there a painted acorn there? Yeah, and then it goes right, right into that, the cave. Yeah, right after that, it's the cave scene with the wall yeah. paintings. Yeah, and oh, that, right. that's, like, one of the, there's a few, like, every time, I, like, whenever I was watching the movie, there would be scenes where I'm like, this is the best part. No, this is the best part. No, this is because this is the most emotional part. Right. Because there's so many emotions in the movie. And there's so many like heartbreaking moments, but the cave scene right. is really like well, I don't know what it is with movies and caves. Empire Strikes Back, Ice Age, it's just so dramatic. <laughs> it's just there's so much emotions huh. about caves. Well, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know why. So emotional, but I don't know why. I mean, but I don't. I'm not gonna complain. But yeah, then we move into the cave scene, which we've discussed briefly before, where basically they point out some. Uh, murals on the walls painted by different tribesmen and they point out some about mammoths and Sid is like oh look more mammoths and Diego just like you Manny right and Diego tells him to shut up which is an interesting (laughs) character choice because Diego is seeing what's going through Manny's head and he's like dude stop you need to give him some space Mm -hmm. which is interesting because he's planning to murder him the next day right and so you can see the conflict right and it's that's really interesting right and then, like, the cave paintings move around to, in sort of a stylized thing Which to show. Epic. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's really neat. Yeah. 
And like like we said, a lot of the animation in this movie holds up. They really didn't cut any. Just corners. the creative choices too, like that, like that's a yeah. creative choice that that's hasn't been done. The style as well, like it's. Yeah, that was at that at that point it hadn't been done because animation had only been around fully animated movies like three D had only been around for like what like seven years at that point with the Toy Story coming out in nineteen ninety five. Yeah. It's like so, a 2D animation was within oh. a 3D yeah. world. Wait, was that, that was 1995? Yeah, that was 95. Wow. Are we sure that was 95? I am 100% certain. I will I will pull I it up to prove up. it. I don't, I don't think that's 95. It's not. It's definitely 1995. I, I didn't think so either until I until I looked it up. Sorry, we're on the... There that's Toy Story 4! They have 2D animation like that within 3D movies. Like, it's still within... I love it when they do that. That's that, that was really cool. Yeah. The way that they merged uh-huh. the two. That was, that was really well done. And they did it in a way that clearly communicated, oh, his wife and kid died. With zero words. Right. That's impressive. They never say it, but they communicate it effectively, and good storytelling is showing, not telling. And this is, that's where the entire movie shines. It's in the moments that it's able to communicate things non-verbally about the characters and their opinions on things, mm-hmm. and where the movie gets serious. You know, the movie is not at its peak when Sid is doing something stupid. It is when... Manny or Diego is experiencing something and making a meaningful decision. Plus, like, That's... it even correctly shows who got killed. Because yeah. he puts his trunk on the baby. Why would he do that if it was him? It obviously wasn't. Right. Also, because Sid said that the mammoth looks like him, obviously meaning the older one, because mm-hmm. Sid never knew him as a child. Right. And makes the connection that Manny truly does want to save this kid because the kid puts his hand on this like on the yeah. picture of the baby as well mm-hmm. so it's like and manny couldn't save his own kid so he's going to try to save this other one yes. even though it's the same race as the people who killed and that contrasts killed very well with the villains the saber-toothed tigers who are trying to get revenge on the humans for killing mm-hmm. some of them it's all on how you react to the loss and you see the heroes and the villains react to it differently and that's a pretty cool theme for some movie studios first movie that is a children's movie yeah. to tackle. And it helps Diego. Like it does. Pushes his character to be like, okay, Manny right. who killed like his kid and his wife, like they killed them and he's not trying to take revenge. In fact he's trying to help. It's like mm-hmm. hmm. Well, and honestly right. at that point you kind of see his character shift a lot more. Yeah. To where he's like more trying to help them instead of like he does lead them still so to the same spot. Mm-hmm. But I don't think like if that wouldn't if that cave scene wouldn't have happened, it could have very well been different. So Yeah. Nineteen ninety five. I did not believe that. That's amazing. Toy Story, nineteen ninety five. I look it up. Did not believe that. Toy Story nineteen ninety five. I didn't either. That because is... Toy Story two came out in nineteen ninety nine. Wow. And then they waited eleven years for the next one, and they made then they waited okay. ten years for the next one. Okay, so ninety nine was their second movie. Was well, well, it was their third. Oh yeah, because they had Bugs Life. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then they had Monsters Inc. before the uh, before uh, Ice Age. Ice Age. So that's that's four movies that Pixar did before yeah. Blue Sky did their first their first one. And Monsters Inc. is arguably the better version of Ice Age because it's about a couple guys trying to return a human baby to the humans. I'm gonna make sure, but yeah. it's not. That's the only obvious connection, though. Yeah, but that's kind of like the central that's, thing exactly. of both. They, they do it differently. Yeah. The villains are different. The themes are different. The entire aesthetic is different. The character designs are different. And there are people wanting to get the baby for ulterior motives. Right. So it's... So... Yeah. <laughs> they came out a year apart. 
that's just the thing though. How do they get a hold of that storyline? Like that's the strange. well, they don't. Sometimes people just come up with the same storyline at the same time. It happens a lot, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. There was this one period of time where like Pixar and like two other animated movie studios had like the same idea mm-hmm. for a movie. Mm-hmm. It's the only time Disney Pixar has ever like canceled a movie, but that's a separate conversation. Oh. All that to say, like, it has happened multiple times where movie studios will just have, like, the exact same idea at the same time, like independently of each other. and Norman to the North, or whatever. That whole thing, they came out the same year, I think. And huh. both were about animals, and Zootopia obviously won that one. Great. I haven't, I have not actually seen either of those. You haven't seen Zootopia? I have not seen Zootopia. Zootopia is really interesting we'll have to, to watch break that down. One. We will. A whole nother... I can pretend like right. I know about Zootopia and talk about it, but I actually have never There's seen it. There's a lot of okay. modern culture. Yeah. I know so, a lot about it. Yeah. So it. Blue Sky, Ice Age was Blue Sky's definitely first film. That's good. Kind of like Pixar had some short films before Toy Story. They had a couple, but their first movie that they did was Ice Age. Okay. Um, we should do Ice Age versus Monsters, Inc. at some point. We should. That would be cool. Monsters, Inc. is better. Um, I'll take Ice Age, then. Okay. And we can make our cases. Um, just by process of elimination, that's the only one I get. <laughs> that's what I get. Um, so we'll come to our uh, conclusions then. But anyway, we got to talk about... Let's see. So we, you guys, we talked about the cave scene. Um, really good. And I love how... I don't know if you guys... I'm sorry. I was looking up this stuff. Um, um, whenever... Manny picks up the baby. He holds it right up against the the baby mammoth on the wall, mm. and he just takes one, takes one last look. So uh-huh. <laughs> he takes one look at one last look at his at his baby, mm-hmm. and he looks over at the human, and he just stares at him. He's like, "This is my responsibility now," mm-hmm. and he decides to not get upset. And Diego sees that all without a word. He doesn't say a word yeah. at all. And it's just so heart-wrenching whenever he does it, but then Diego sees that, and he's like, crap, what am I doing? Yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, let's see. Um, oh, in the cave scene, uh, they run it, I think Sib runs into a wall or something, and some icicles yeah. start wavering. Yeah, the first the ice top. cave, not it, the mm-hmm. cave with the picture. Okay, what, whichever. It, we're, which, we're circling yeah. back. We're circling, yeah, because well, I don't remember. the avalanche, and they run in, and then they look up, and then there's all these things. Oh, you're right. Because of the avalanche. Yeah. So, yeah. But still, it does happen. Okay, so the group of humans are, like, looking around and searching, um, and, like, a, just in the middle of, like, a, the snow and the blizzard, and the dad looks back, and then the a guy, another guy in the tribe puts his hand on his shoulder, and, like, like we're, we can keep going. Mm-hmm. Um and so right so it cuts but, back to the humans and they're right. like basically like dude you need to move on we're sorry but mm-hmm. we need to keep moving well he not at that point it yeah. happens later oh, okay. like right before the heroes come into oh, frame okay. um but there he's right, just yeah. there they, at that point he's like there's still hope mm-hmm. until we get to glacier pass um but and then it pans over to the heroes who are not far behind mm-hmm. and so it looks like they're about to they're about to um meet uh, the humans there mm-hmm. um but then the heroes meet um see a checkpoint that like that, that that it's like these like jagged rocks and they call it something i can't remember what they call it happy yeah happy or something like that they're like we're yeah. almost there uh-huh. um and i think at that point oh 
that's whenever like they feel the ground start to get hot, mm-hmm. and oh, then yeah. like the geyser shoots up or whatever, and the, yeah. the ground splits and lava's underneath it. Mm-hmm. And this is another really really cool scene, where this is what I feel like pushes Diego over the edge, mm-hmm. because Why? they start j- right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. Um, so they all jump over. Manny's on the other side and everything. Diego goes to jump, and he almost and he and he can't he can't make it quite. And so Manny goes to rescue him. And he throws, and he, he gets Diego up, um, even though it's to great pain to him because Diego's digging his claws into Manny's mm-hmm. uh, trunk. That way he can stay on. Yeah. He throws him backwards, and Manny ends up falling on, on a piece of ice and snow. And he gets shot up out of, <laughs> out of the lava, which I guess is the reaction of the cold and hot, and hot right. I'm guessing. Even though I would think that it would have just melted on impact. Well, it's like a... That's another thing for another guys, day. Geister. Right. Geyser. Geister. Geyser. Um, Crap. and they think he's dead. <laughs> you know what I mean. And Sid stands on Manny's trunk, and Manny acts like he can't breathe, and it bothers me. I don't know if that's scientifically accurate. It bothers me. Even, like, it, it may be completely, maybe he just can't breathe through his mouth. I don't think that's how mammoths work, though. I don't know. Why don't you ask a mammoth? Hey, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. You know what bothers me? I'm sorry. About the same scene. What? Is that they pretend to kill Manny, and then they're like, yeah. "Psych, we didn't." It bothers you. And it's then, pointless. Like, he gets knocked out. It's pointless. Is it no, no, pointless no. though? It, pointless. it makes Diego. Where he shoots back up. Is that yeah. right. Where he right. He yeah, doesn't. He part. doesn't need to fall and then yeah. shoot back up. Like. And then almost. And then be dead. But, yeah. Him, but him he wasn't dying. No, no, he is yells not when he's on the way up. What he goes, saves ah. Diego? Right. Him he was just, almost dying. Sid was like, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I think it's fine in my opinion, just because on impact he probably would have, like, been a little bit shaken up and may have knocked out or for like a split second because mm-hmm. that can happen. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't really have a problem with it, but it could, it could be a problem. I just don't think it is. Um, this is a little bit before, but with Sid and Manny, can anybody else appreciate the fact when they're in the ice cave going down like the slides or whatever, Sid ends up on Manny, grabs Manny's trunk and goes, iceberg straight ahead. And then he's just like, (laughs) like a, like a periscope (laughs) type thing. But okay. So this is Uh back to the scene we were talking about the really the really big focus of the scene is diego's like he says why did you do that and manny goes that's what you do in a herd mm-hmm. um you look out for each other and that's a really and like you see diego's like look of shock of like he thinks we're family and it's like that right there is where he decides right then and there mm-hmm. that he is not going to go follow through with what he was going to do mm-hmm. um and then right after that, we see the tigers getting ready. Um, yeah. And uh, let's see. Okay, so then they have a they have another um, scene with a fire. Sid accidentally creates fire whenever they draw a fat version of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he tries to scratch it out with a rock, mm-hmm. and then it creates fire. Yeah. And then that's whenever the baby takes its first steps. That was a cool scene. It was a really cool scene. That was a really cool scene. Because it starts walking over to Sid. Mm-hmm. And then immediately turns and goes to Diego, and that was really. He's like, nope, don't, nope, I don't want this. Right. <laughs> I don't want this. And he could have taken the kid and just ran right there. 
Yeah. We could have. So it's, right well, it's this moment. They needed the mammoth. Where Diego has two scenes back to back, and at first he's like, "Oh, I'm not gonna betray Manny," and then he's like, "And I'm not gonna sell out this baby either." Mm-hmm. And he's starting to grow a little bit of attachment to Sid too. Right. And it's like he can't kill Sid and still want to keep the other two. So, right. So yeah. I mean, they can't. He can't do that. Uh, but it was so like seeing it take its first steps and goes decides to go to Diego and like falls on him and like hugs him and mm-hmm. that was just that was really cool and emotional. Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh, this crap roasts the acorn over the fire and it just turns into popcorn. Yeah. Which is not how that works. I love this. I like this movie a lot, but that's not how that works. And it wasn't necessary, but... Although it is funny. It's just not how it works. Okay, but then, then the next morning, the next morning, they're about to go underneath the pass right where they're going to get ambushed. Mm-hmm. And Diego tells them and Manny gets really upset. Mm-hmm. And he shows him up him. against the wall. Yeah. And he says, Diego says, you have to trust me. And he's like, why are you going to trust me? And Diego goes, because I'm your only chance. Um, and <laughs> whenever he goes, he goes back to the pack and he tells them that they're coming and he sees Sid and like Zeke starts getting a little bit like, like Jack Black. Uh, yeah. Jack Black. Yeah. Starts to get a little bit, uh, shifty. And he's just like, I need, I, I want him. And then and Diego, yeah, I want them all. I want them all. Um, and Diego says, what are you waiting for? And then that's wherever they start to get split up. And that's where the ambush starts to fall apart. So you can take right. it from here. I've talked a lot. So you can take it from here. Yeah. So basically, Diego goes in and he pits the uh, Sabretooth Tigers against their leader by having them ambush early. However, Sid was prepared for it. And then Sid turns around and he is holding like the bundle of fabric or whatever really close and then he jumps and it's revealed that he has like these stick uh like not sticks skis, like skis yeah. made out of bark like, hollowed out tree yeah. logs or whatever and then he just tony hawks down the side of the mountain slaloms slothums whatever Slothum. that's what he says he like sloth whatever that is with the skis and like they have to go through the stuff. He's like slothum race or something. He's like slothum, slothum. That's funny. <laughs> that was funny. That's... And then one of the breaks and he has to beat the uh, like a snow. That, that, that's right. what he's saying. Yes, he just he Tony he Hawks Tony down Hawk. the mountain and then he like wipes out, but he like lands on this ledge so that he's safe. Right. And <laughs> saber tooth tigers run over to the bundle and they like throw it over and it, the baby isn't inside. It's just a bunch of snow packed around. With a face made with like rocks. Right, it's like, it's like a baby detail. snowman. <laughs> yeah, and they get really upset. They send some of the tigers after Sid, and Sid leads them to Manny. Then Manny like wipes him out. Sid goes, gets the baby, but one of the saber tooth tigers follows him there. Sid then manages to trap the saber tooth tiger in this like tree husk, where we can only assume that he could not get out, and the tiger starves to death. And that tiger he's not seen was Jack again. Black. So. He's never seen again. We then cut back to Manny and Diego. And Diego and Soto, right? Well, okay, so Soto? what happens yeah. is is that the leader, yeah. three tigers go after Sid. Right. And then, yes, the well, ones and that Soto. Broke, the ones that broke away from the leader. Well, yeah, but Soto comes up and he's the one who actually paused the, well, yes. the thing, the, the baby. And as they go up to chase Sid... As soon as three of them get up, uh, Manny takes a log and just smashes them over the edge, and that's right. what knocks them out for a little bit. Yes. And then Soto and Diego start to corner Manny. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah. So, yeah, you can go ahead and talk about that if you want. So, yeah, they corner Manny. Diego reveals that he is siding with Manny. They fight for a little bit, and the other lion, uh, not lions, tigers, sorry. Bears, probably as well. Oh, my. Yes. They show up. Oh, my. And they show up returning from where Manny had knocked them down to, and they all attack Manny. Well, between Manny and Diego, they're able to fend off the tigers. Uh, Diego gets badly injured, and then Manny just hits Soto against the cliffside, and the icicles above him shift like they did back to the other main characters in the cave, and they actually fall and just Kill presumably slice Soto to death. Diego gets injured because he saves Manny. That's that's what he takes that's a, a nice detail. So and also he it goes just back. Get injured. He goes sacrifices. Back, right. Yeah. And but yeah. So that's what you think. You think he's like gonna die. Mm-hmm. Um. But again, previously they had foreshadowed this. But um, Diego keeps saying we'll have to wait for the entire herd to take down the mammoth. Mm-hmm. And even with the entire herd, it's it's reasonable since they've set it up for so long that Manny doesn't doesn't lose right because not only is he dangerous but also for one diego took a hit for him i don't think that would have killed him right manny i really think it wouldn't have done anything honestly probably not but well unless it looked like whenever because manny swung first and so maybe his neck was exposed or something Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. anyway soto also said previously that he described the only way to take down a mammoth, which was to corner them and then go for the neck. Yeah, and that's what he was going to do. Exactly sure. what was it's about that, to happen. Yeah, he's yeah. right. And sorry, we're jumping around a lot. Um, but yeah, they tried to kill Manny in the same way that his family died by backing him up against a cliff and making him unable to escape. Mm-hmm. Kind of messed up. And then that's where the final fight takes place. So it takes place un- in the context of he's about to die the same way his family did. And then Diego sacrifices himself for him. So Manny can then kill the saber-toothed tiger by impaling it. Yes. And then... And it's... And yeah, I, one, I don't even know where to go from one there. Of them, one of them it's kind of bad starves, thing. the other one gets, in, one of them gets impaled, and the other one's just run away. Yeah. But then you get to Diego laying on the ground. He says, I'm too injured, you have to go without me. Mm-hmm. And Manny goes, you didn't have to do that. And Diego says, that's what you do in a herd. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to whenever Manny saved Diego. And it's really, really cool. Yeah. Because now they both nearly died saving one. Right. And I don't believe uh, Sid breaks this one up with a joke. He doesn't. And this is one of the most effective moments in right. the movie because of that. And they and they take one emotional sequence and back it up right with another one. Mm-hmm. With the humans at, at, the, at Glacier Pass and the dad lays down the necklace. The necklace of his wife. Of, of, his, of his wife that was wrapped around the baby that uh, he like found little, earlier. Like it's complicated. Little, like a keychain, basically. Yeah. Like a little thing hanging on it. That is, I think it is supposed to be the baby. Yeah, he lays down this token of remembrance yes. to mm-hmm. his wife and son. Mm-hmm. And yes. as he looks back on it, he sees Manny start to come up. He turned and like he's since he's turned around and looked, the other men are walking down with wolves. They have these wolves that they used earlier to attack the tigers when they attack the camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as he turns around, Manny comes up. And as Manny approaches, he the, the guy pulls out the spear, and Manny grabs the spear and throws it away. And that's whenever the men start to turn around, and they start chasing back towards Manny. And mm-hmm. Manny starts pulling behind his neck and pulls out the baby. And the dad's like, stop, stop. What the heck? And then you see you know, Manny gives the baby over. Mm-hmm. 
and the dad starts to walk away, and then the baby once it screams back towards the towards the heroes, yeah. Sid and Manny, and they have an, both of them have a emotional moment. And then the dad actually hands the baby back to him, right? So he can say right, He puts him down it's and like weird. he puts it. Yeah, he puts the baby down. And the baby walks back towards mm-hmm. them, and he just trusts them, which is interesting to me. How he like just like yeah, they brought him back, but it's like that a bunch of resentment towards animals that like doesn't trust him is immediately broken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then the baby, you know, goes back to his dad after having an emotional moment with both of them, which is really really cool. He starts playing peekaboo with Sid as his dad has him on his shoulder as they're walking away. And then Diego comes over the horizon mm-hmm. and the baby does it to him and he does it one time. And then that's that's really the end, even though they reunite and they start going away of mm-hmm. their story. Right. It was also vital that Diego wasn't there when they handed him over. Yes. Because the kid, the kid was the only human to see Diego like at that part. Because if they would have, they probably would have attacked. Right. Because... At least the dad would have started. He would have got the other guy. Well, they would have recognized. He killed basically. Which justifies Diego killed his wife. Which, which you're kind of sad that he didn't yeah. get to like hug the kid, but also right. it ju- completely. I didn't think about that. It yeah. justifies why he wasn't able to, because he was a tiger and mm-hmm. the humans wouldn't understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's also, that is really cool. Diego's kind of directly responsible for pushing his wife off mm-hmm. the edge of a cliff and mm-hmm. the baby in the first place. Yeah. Right. The movie doesn't really address that. They have him choose not to sell out Manny and the baby, but they never really address the fact that he totally killed that guy's wife. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, she jumped off, and he wasn't going to kill her. And... That's the thing. He was, I don't think he was going to try to kill her, because they weren't trying to kill the humans. They were pretty much trying to distract them so he could get the baby, because he wasn't trying to attack the humans. He was trying to sneak in into their little hut to be able to grab the kid. I feel like that's a technicality. I feel like we can't say it was that's fine. True. He wasn't going to kill the woman. He was only going to kill her baby. <laughs> We no, can't nice. say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that's and not. And be like, oh, he's fine. Yeah, he, oh, he, oh, he's good guys. Right. He's he's a good guy. Like that's that's a that's I guess a the thing. The only reason he couldn't kill the mom was because it would injure the child. Right. Right. That makes sense. It's a technicality, but the movie doesn't address that he is the one responsible for her death, which might be why he doesn't get to say goodbye to the kid. Because they want to make Diego a good guy at the end of it, and it's like then have a different lion chase them off the edge. Mm-hmm. Well, then character development would be kind of more weak. Have him chase her, but then have a different lion try uh, to yeah. push him off, push her off the edge. Well, she jumped willingly. Right, but well, maybe quote, have a different lion corner her, not like tiger. Yeah, have a different tiger do it. That way the blame is not... That way in the back yeah. of my head I can think, oh, Diego's a good guy. He totally didn't kill that woman. I'm this still, I'm still not convinced that she couldn't have survived... I'm well, not I think they're convinced. If you want to write an Ice Age fan fiction where I, the mom comes back and, and is kills totally Diego. Fine. <laughs> and rides Manny to victory. What? I don't know what victory means, but... Okay, well, anyway, the movie actually ends with Scrapped. 20,000 years true. later, stuck in a piece of ice, writing, uh, which is that... That's not how ice works. Which is not how ice works. That's not how the ice but works. He, 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 washes up, the ice work. he washes up on shore of some tropical... Thing and the he the he has a he has an acorn in front of him, which mm-hmm. is like, which is kind of cool because it's like basically this is what he's always been chasing after, and even twenty thousand years later he's still chasing after it, mm-hmm. and then it melts and it gets washes out to sea before he can get out of the ice, and then he hits his head against a tree, coconut falls, he tries to plant the coconut in the, in the ground, and then he's 
and the ground starts cracking and it sets off a volcanic eruption and that's like how the, the movie beginning. ends that's just like at the beginning the the ending's yeah. a bit unnecessary i feel like they could have just ended it it with, is symmetrical with the three it characters is. walking off into you the gotta sunset. give it that it's but symmetrical. It, okay but someone made the conscious decision you know the emotional moment where the three dudes form a new family and walk off into the sunset mm-hmm. let's then right after that have a comedic <laughs> segment where a squirrel sets off it's a, a kid's film and that's the problem but like, that movie goes out of its way to remind you it's a kid's film because it does so good at being not a kid's film. Right, but stuff like Monsters, <laughs> Inc. is a kid's film, but it doesn't apologize for being a kid's film. No. And it doesn't let that... It doesn't let its identity as a kid's film hold it back from handling serious topics. But it ends lightheartedly. Yeah. No. So it doesn't end on a low note. It ends with them What's... switching the way they do things and That's having true. Mike Wazowski doing a comedic act to a bunch of kids in a room. Okay, but in Ice Age, in Ice Age, the three guys walk off into the what? sunset. How is that not uplifting? It's hopeful. It's hopeful. It's like you well, want to see. It ends with. What would be? It's not super. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's true. I see what you're saying. Well, I disagree because it, it, it changed their entire way of life. And what in Ice Age, what changed their entire way of life was coming together as a new herd. They're no longer alone. That's the change. Yeah. It ends focusing on the change and then says, "But Scott's still the same." Right. It's so a weird movie, way to end the movie. A movie should end pick. if they think if make they it a post credit scene. I wouldn't care then. Right. It was kind of formatted like one, honestly. But they, that, that didn't happen back the then, credits. except for with Monsters Inc. and every other Pixar film. <laughs> so they didn't want to copy directly from Pixar, probably their only competitor at the time, besides DreamWorks. Yeah. Maybe DreamWorks have one. I don't know. I, I haven't seen Shrek. <laughs> we're gonna, gonna hate it on in the comments, but I've never seen Shrek. But it should oh, a movie a movie should end with you wanting more of the characters, right? Especially a kids film that there could possibly be sequels for. If the movie ended with them walking off into the sunset, you're like, what are these characters going to do next? Scrat is not a. Some people like like love Scrat is like their favorite character. Hmm. He's not my favorite character. He's funny. He's, more he's like funny, a, quote, but he's not substantial. Yeah, it's not. He's not actually. But it's kind of like that thing of like, oh, he's the same. He's going to do something stupid. That's true. And it's funny. Yeah. And you expect mm-hmm. the exact same thing. And there is that right. part when he meets another squirrel in one of the other movies, and she steals his, and it's hilarious. Man. And they, like, dance or something. I haven't only, seen Scrat never let you down. the first Ice Age movie is what we're talking about, except that time that I talked about all of the sequels to the Ice Age movie. <laughs> <laughs> we're only talking about this one, except when I talked about the, all the other ones. Right. right. But I talked about them in relation to this yeah. one, like you were doing just now, so it's completely different. Well, I was just meaning Scrat. Like, if we're just talking about Scrat. Right. Yeah. No, Scrat's pretty good. Scrat, like, just a compilation? They probably have that. They probably have But it's epic. Mm-hmm. Scrat the movie. Scrat the movie. I'm surprised that's not a thing. Right? Like, they made Minions. They did. Why not Scrat? They didn't. Illumination did that. Someone <laughs> made Minions. True. Someone out there. Just the general they. Yeah. Um, that's Ice Age. Um, yeah, it one is. Of the, one of the better, one of the better animated movies, animated movies of that era that was not Pixar. Yeah. Um, and in my opinion, there weren't that many, like there weren't that many that wasn't, did not boast the Pixar logo. And I say just one that sticks out. Um, so I personally really like it. Um, do you want to rate it just for the heck of it? Yeah, I will rate it. I'm going to rate it a, I already have mine just so we're going out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Out of 10. I'm going to rate Ice Age at an eight out of 10. That's the same thing I have. 
because it's good, but I feel like Sid weighs down the movie in far too many ways. Not enough so that the movie is like, oh, this movie's a bad movie. It's not a seven or a six. It's a solid movie, but Sid weighs down every... Oh, Sid weighs down about half the scenes. And I, and I feel like an eight out of ten coming from people who, like, for one, I'm not, we're not experts at all, but I mean, this is how I think of that movie, but also mm -hmm. it's a children's film. Yeah. So coming from something, from people who aren't kids and who still think it's eight out of ten... I mean, that's Pixar right there. It's, like, that's Pixar ratings right there. That's no. Yeah, it is. 8 out of 10? Like, the worst Pixar film was probably like a 7 out of 10, in my opinion. No. No, that's like a 4 out of 10. 4 out of 10. Is really, <laughs> really? That's that's a bad movie. For a... Okay. This is a side note, but the scene in The Good Dinosaur, where the little human baby, like, kills a bug with his teeth, and the bug is like the size of a dog, and then it just, like, starts eating it stomach and that part where they eat the berries and you get three out of ten no that's weird forgot about the good dinosaur see okay, like cars two out. two out of ten bad movie inside out inside ten out of ten okay what? nine i lied nine out of ten yeah, okay what would you rate monsters inc then uh ten out of ten ten out of ten ten out of ten do you find anything wrong with monsters inc no nothing at all nothing at all Okay. There's nothing wrong with that movie. Let's see after we rewatch it if there's anything we find there, that's wrong. There probably is. What about the loose said that they knew each other for a long time, but then they met in college? But that was retroactive. That's not Monsters, Inc.'s fault. That's Monsters University's fault. He was cracking a joke, and that's Monsters University's fault, yeah. He was also probably just saying... Yeah, he was exaggerating. Yeah. But it's... That's the closest thing to a plot hole. Just like right. Okay. Anyway, that's a discussion for another day. I say it's a good movie. Is very good. However, its insistence on reminding you that it is a children's movie holds it back mm -hmm. a lot. That's pretty much the only thing holding it back, though. The soundtrack, mm -hmm. the characters, the plot, the animation, everything about it is done really, really well. Really artfully. Mm -hmm. Except for its occasional insistence to remind you it's a kid's movie. And I feel like that alone is not enough to justify it being a seven. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. It's just, if there's only one thing, if there's any one thing holding the movie back besides the main, like if it's like the main character and the main character sucks, it probably, you know, it could probably get like a six or a five out of ten. Right. But if it's just like one thing where it's like it's the story is so good that it's trying to be cautious and trying to be like we got to make sure people know this is a kids film. Mm -hmm. If they're overcompensating for something, that doesn't warrant it getting like a six. It, it's right. like it's still an eight out of ten in my book. So. And we have, yeah, we have the same thought. So that does that does bring it down like two points. I know, all but on its it, own, though. So I would watch it again. It is like a big very game. soon. I would sit down and watch the movie just because I think nostalgia for me. It's a solid. Movie. But it's solid. So it's if you have anything one. else, right? Um, if you have anything else you want us to talk about, let us know in the comments or uh, DM us on uh, Instagram um, at DominionCast or at the Creative Dominion. Um, either one, probably at DominionCast because we're doing this is DominionCast. Right. Um, if you have any articles you want us to write, there we go. Go yeah. to at the Crave Dominion and visit our website, thecravedominion.com, to read them. Um, but until then, have a good life. Farewell. Farewell. <laughs>